Happy Friday, everybody. You'll have to excuse me if I sound delirious or if I sound um, nonsensical. Sensical? I have basically been working 12, 13-hour, 14-hour days um, for the past two weeks. Now, when I say work, I'm not doing physical labor. I'm sitting in front of my computer uh, pretty much all day. I've been busy at work. I've been busy with work. Just because I mentioned it last week. Uh, we're redoing a website, and we still have weeks to go with this. There's like three, four of us working on this whole thing, and it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. And, in fact, I finished work tonight around 10 o'clock, put on uh, a nice episode of Mad Men, and here we are. You know, just to uh, give you a little uh, movie magic. It's technically Thursday night where I am right now, but I'm delivering this to you on Friday. As usual, yes, I actually went ahead of the time, ahead of the game, and watched an episode early because I will not be able to watch one tomorrow. So, where were we? Yes, episode eight of season three, souvenir. What does that mean? What's the souvenir? Let's get into it. It is a hot, hot time in New York City. Hot time in the city, and uh, our buddy Pete Campbell, the the uh, local creep of. Uh, Sterling Cooper, he's alone. You could see he doesn't have much to do. Uh, it looks, it seems like his wife is out of town. Um, so let's talk about Pete's story. Let's stick with that first. Um, so Pete's wife is out of town. Trudy, you know, from she's from Community and from uh, Glow, and he's looking for something to do. I mean, he's like he he asks his secretary, "What are you going to do?" He asks the guys out for drinks. He's they show him home alone watching Davy and Goliath. They show him falling asleep in front of the TV and waking up in front of the TV. Not doing much of anything. He seems to walk around the building. He hears a woman crying. That's a man coughing. He hears a woman crying, comes around the corner, and sees a woman trying to stuff a dress into a garbage chute. And he seems like he's trying to be friendly. He's like, are you okay? You know, this is the side of Pete where you think, oh, there's a human there. There's someone who is, um, who knows how to talk to people. He's like, are you okay? What seems to be the problem? And she's, she's a German au pair. She's there. Um, she wore a dress, uh, of the, of her families that she, the family she works with, and she got a stain on it and now she's freaking out. So she tries to throw it away. And then Pete starts to, you can see the creepiness. He's like, well, I might be able to help you with that. Oh, and he's like, uh, I can, let me see what I can do. Uh, and he's, you know, she's like, oh, no, I don't think you can I do that. That's not German. Um, nine, you can't take a dress. No, that's bad, too. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm not even going to try it anymore. But basically, he talks her into letting him take the dress and seeing what he could do. Now, I thought he was going to bring it to the cleaners, but what he does is he brings it. He sees the um, the store it was made in, and he brings it to the store. He asks a woman to help, um, and she's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't. You don't have a receipt." He's like, "Well, I, you, you don't think I pay for it?" He was willing to pay for this woman's dress, um, and she's like, "No, I, I, I wasn't saying that. But even if you were, this could be last year's dress. It doesn't even, it, you know, it's old." Uh, and she's like, I'd like to talk to the manager. 
And who shows up but Joan? Yes, Joan. And um, Pete is like, oh, he's taken back by her and she's taken back by seeing him. I think she was embarrassed the fact that she's working. Because you remember the whole thing was her leaving Sterling Cooper because her husband was going to finish up his residency and become a surgeon. But the husband sucks at being a surgeon. So Joan, that's why she cried at her party. And um, what it looks like now is she's working while he's finishing. While she says he's still finishing up. Oh, I'm yawning. And she mentioned that, you know, she's he might be looking into a new line of being a doctor. You know how these doctors are. And he might be looking into psychiatry. Why? Because in psychiatry, you don't accidentally slice someone's artery while you're in there, you know, trying to take out a gallbladder. I don't know. I don't know much about surgery. Um, so that was just small talk. But Joan was right there to help him, basically, and say... I like to say basically a lot. And uh, he was right there to help her and say, I'm going to, you know, let me write this down. You take this down to the stock room. They will get this. It'll be packaged up in, in warehouse, in uh, storage. They'll get it for you. No no charge. He was like, oh, you'll pay for it. I'm yawning still. But she's like, no, no, no charge. Pete's like, cool. Thank you. It was great to see you, Joan. He leaves. And Joan's like, Ugh. I think she just hated the fact that maybe this may get back to the office. She did not like seeing him. So Pete shows up at the um, the woman's residence, or not the, re- the the neighbor where she's the au pair, and he's like, "Hello, I've got you the dress." Oh, I cannot believe you did that. This is very good. Uh, and all of a sudden, I what am I talking like now? I don't even know. It's like I think I'm like Father Guido Salducci. Um, I'm gonna stop doing accents when I'm tired. She's you know very grateful of him, and he's like, "We should celebrate." What do you like to drink? You're German. And just like that Pete salesperson creepness. Um, she's like, oh, no, I'm still going with accents. She's like, I have a boyfriend. And um, he's like, oh, I understand. And he goes back to his apartment alone. He's like, well, I'm glad I could help. Good luck with everything. Well, Pete is a creep. He's not going to let that go. I thought, wow, that's very big of Pete. But no, no, no. Pete goes back to his apartment, gets his liquor on, drinks up. And heads back, and he's like, you know, I got you that dress. I should at least be able to see you in it. She's like, okay, come on in. And she brings him in to the apartment. She's like, be very quiet, very, very quiet. And he go, she goes into her room. He goes, I'll be right back. But Pete's like, no, closes the door. Says, I would really like to kiss you. And it was like borderline her, seemed like she was borderline, yes, I want to do this. And yes, I'm afraid, so I better say yes. It was a weird little thing. Like, just this look in her eye. It just seemed like she was into it, sort of, but not really, but she went for it. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, they they did it. They did it big time. I mean, they, I assume they did it because we cut to the next day. And um, when Pete's still alone, no one's home yet, and... Um, the Trudy's still gone. She was summering with her parents, I believe. And <coughs> I'm still getting over a cold. And there's a knock on the door. And Pete's like, hello. Hey, I'm the neighbor from down the hall. Oh, okay. Can I, is your wife here? Uh, no. Can I come in for a second? Sure. Can I get you a drink? No, no. I have a drink waiting for me. Just want to, uh, let you know that, um, basically he called them out. So the, the, the obviously somehow he's like, I've, 
gone months without tears and I don't know how maybe the wife figured out or the au pair figured out somebody somebody told somebody who told the guy and the guy basically said look please don't he goes there's plenty of nannies stay away from mine here's a tip stay out of the building okay great have a good summer neighbor like creepy way of the guy saying you know do what you want to do but be smart about it and stay away from my nanny he's like okay and we cut to Trudy being back and she's back from the summer. She's talking about sailboating with father, I think. They get into an elevator. They're like, oh, the kids come into the elevator. These little kids come into the elevator with who? The au pair. And they're like, hello, hello. They head back to their apartment. Pete's like, oh, no, that's the, uh, that's the lady I just had intercourse with. And Trudy's like, oh, cute little kids. They get back. And Trudy's like want, jumping all over them and being like, I want to kiss you. And Pete just gets this guilt look. She's like, what's wrong? Is it because... Of, um, because, you know, you see those kids, I know it makes you upset, but please, please don't worry about it. I'm okay. And he just gets a sadder and sadder look like, like he actually has a conscience and he actually showed remorse, which was shocking to me. And she just storms off. It's almost like she could read it. She knew something was up. So she storms off. And later Pete comes home from work and she's like, I, I, She's talking about dinner, real awkward small talk, almost like, I don't know what else to say. And he just looks at her and says, Trudy, she's like, yes, I don't want you to ever travel or go away again without me. And she looks at him. She's like, okay. And then it was kind of back to normal for them. Whatever the hell normal is. It was very weird. I don't know if that's Pete way of saying, look, I can't be trusted without you here. So please let me, let me go with you all the time. And she's like, yes, you can't be trusted without me here. So you will come with me all the time. I don't know. It was weird. And, I mean, that was a big part of the story. Pete had a big part. It's been a while since he had a big chunk of the storyline. Uh, there is no Peggy in this episode. There is no Sterling in this episode. There is no Cooper in this episode. We don't see um, We don't see Ken. No, we do see Ken for a second. We see Ken for a second. We see Harry for a second. We see Kinsey for a second at the beginning when it's really hot. And you could see one thing was funny was the secretary that walked by. You could just see Harry Crane put his head down, like not make eye contact with her because that's the one he hooked up with. Um, but the re, you know, the, even around the office, they're like, no one's around. Um, Sterling's here. Uh, uh, Sterling's in Jane is what they said. Cooper's in somewhere else. And um, Don's all over the place. So Don's been traveling constantly for, for Conrad Hooper. Uh, I was going to say Conrad Hooper. Conrad Hilton. After he signed the contract, now he's basically Hilton's number one man. And he's been traveling all over the place for him. And he's he's at home. He's tired. But guess what? He got a phone call. He's heading to Rome. Now, meanwhile, Betty is still working on that stupid reservoir. And she's trying to make a difference. Trying to, She's calling all these people. I'm from the Junior League. And I'm talking about the reservoir. I'm from the Junior League. I'm talking about the reservoir. And... Meanwhile, Don's like, I'm getting ready to go to Rome. I got to get some sleep. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go to this town hall meeting. She gets all dolled up for the town hall meeting. Why? Because she knows that dude's going to be there. That same dude that made her buy that sofa that she lied down and thought about him with. Okay. So they have the town meeting. And who's the guy running the town meeting? It's the friggin', uh, it's the friggin maestro from Seinfeld. I don't know the, the actor's name. He's from Animal House. He's from those Twisted Sister uh, videos. And... They almost totally shun the whole reservoir. They're like, oh, I didn't even notice this here. And, they're, you know, they're like, we're trying to get this delayed, the Junior League, and, you know, nothing much is happening. And then that dude, 
from the governor's office swoops in and says, I have a letter from the governor and we need chemical testing, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, the guy is like, oh, okay. Um, hmm. Okay. I guess we'll delay this. And it's a win. Yay. And afterwards, and by the way, before they left, Betty got all like put on makeup and you could see she was like putting on a lipstick and, she, and it was almost like she was excited to see this guy. Okay. The guy shows up. The guy saves the day, walks her back to her car. Her friend Francine's like, see you later. And almost she could see a little flirty flirty. Uh, and he's like, you know, um, did we won? Did that make you happy? And she's like, yes, it did. And he's like, the fact that if I had anything to do with that makes me happy. Then he leans in for a kiss and she kisses him and she kisses him something good. Now, the look on her face is, ooh, because she wanted it, and ooh, I can't believe I did that. So there was like a weird thing of, of, uh, of yes, I love it, and oh, shit, what did I just do? She looks back in the mirror like, oh, what have I done? Um, goes home, sees Dawn. She's like, we won, we won. Gives him a hug, but has this look, look of guilt. Dawn's like, look, I got to get up at 6 in the morning. The car's coming. Um, you know, uh, good night. She's, she can't sleep. Now she's in bed and I'm thinking, oh, she can't sleep. And she's t- she, you know, wakes up Don. I'm like, oh, no, is she going to tell him? No, no. She's like, Don, I want to go to Rome with you. Because he offered it to her earlier in the episode. He's like, all right, cool. Next thing you know, boom, they're in Rome at the Hilton. And uh, she speaks Italian because, of course, she does because she, she, she woke up rich. She grew up rich. See, I always thought of her as a simpleton. But the fact that she speaks Italian means there is a brain in that head. Um, so they show up at Rome and Don has to work, but really it's like a chance for her to, I don't know, they, they kind of hang out in the room. They don't do much at first. And then <coughs> Conrad Hilton calls is like, I can't wait to meet you tonight. And every time I see this guy, all I think of is major league and the scene where he, he's the older pitcher in major league. And he's like, I got Bardal, Bajasil, poor little hot pepper on my nose, get the nose running. You rub snot on your ball. He's like, I don't know the arm you have. I got to get any help, all the help I can get. He was Eddie something or other in Major League. And I was Conrad Hilton on on uh, Mad Men. And uh, so they're in, the, they're in the room and Betty Wake, you know, calls down and says, I want to make an appointment at the beauty salon. So she gets friggin' so dolled up like, like, like her hair's all done, makeup, everything, fancy dress. I mean, as fancy as I've seen her, I feel like on the show, totally. And she heads out to um, to an outside kind of uh, restaurant area, and these two Italian guys are like, oh, oh, hey, little baby, ciabello, and she's like, oh, I speak of the Italian too, and you are not very nice, and they're like, oh, let me light your cigarette. Oh, if I was that cigarette, mwah, mwah. like all those like. Stereotypical Italian guys like, hey, fancy white woman from America, huh? come over here. I'm still doing accents. And Don shows up and sits at the table next to him. And you realize they started playing this flirty game of they're pretending to be strangers. And the Italian guys are like, who's that guy? He's ugly. You don't talk to him. And she ends up, he ends up at the table with her and getting a drink. And the guys just take off. And they were just flirting, you know, playing with each other. And uh, Hilton shows up and they meet. And he's like, you are a, like, crazy lucky man. And, you know, I don't know. They really don't go into any business talk with Pete, with uh, with Hilton. There's no business 
at all in this episode. So, and I like the business stuff. So there's none of that. And uh, that was too bad. I, I enjoy uh, the the client stuff. Um, but really, we just got Hilton, and then they went back to the room, and then uh, they're all lovey-dovey, and they do it. They do it. Um, they wake up, and Conrad Hilton wakes them up. He's like, let's go out for breakfast. And they're like, oh, uh, Betty just made breakfast. We just ordered breakfast. They got out of it. John's like, I have to get ready. He goes in the shower. Betty follows him, and they do it, do it, do it. Now, I wonder if Betty's, like, sexed up because of what happened with the guy. Like, she feels dangerous, but she knows that Don's screwed around, so she doesn't feel that bad. She can't feel that bad. Um, or if I wonder if she feels guilty, so she wants to keep giving it to Don. So, um, that's really it for Rome, right? They kind of, that's, uh, So, they end up back at home, and... Um, Back at home, the the uh, the nanny Carla uh, gives the baby back. Like, hi, you here's your two month old baby. You just went on a friggin' trip and left your two month old baby. Oh, thanks, Carla. That's great. Um, I have to talk to you about Sally. Well, Sally. Now, the Carla's left home with the three kids uh, and a friggin' two month old. And not that she can't take her kids, but the fact that the Betty and left this kid. What a selfish. Okay. Uh, so while they were gone, the neighbor also brought her son over and said, uh, I got to run, please Carla. And she, she paid, she ended up paying for it, <coughs> but she had to drop her kid off too. And so they were hanging out, uh, the kids and Bobby walked in while Sally and this kid Ernie were playing and Sally leaned over and kissed the kid. And he's like, what are you doing? What's the big idea? I think is what he said. He didn't say it like, Mr. Kyle, what's the big idea? But Bobby's like, oh, you know, Sally and Ernie sitting in the tree. And Sally like goes over and like starts beating him up. So that's why they had to talk to uh, Betty about it. But, but Sally sees, saw Betty put on her lipstick. Sally saw Betty do all these things. She sees Betty. She wants to be like her mom. So, you know, she tries to kiss this boy. Um... The next day, Betty talks to her about, um, you know, the first kiss. And well, first, you know what happens? She goes into her living area, living room, and looks at the sofa, and she's like, "Hmm, this reminds me of that dude I kissed." Hey, Sally, come on down here. I want to talk to you about first kisses. I just had one myself the other day. Um, so she talk gives him. She gives her a, a nice little, a sweet little speech about first kisses, and Sally's like, "I already had it. It's over. What am I gonna do?" Uh, but I thought that was funny. Uh, and then they end up um, as the, oh, wait. So after the first kiss, they're having breakfast. And Don is about to leave for the day. And he's still all lovey-dovey and kissy. And um, the friend's there. She's like, oh, my God. I had, we had to go back. I think they're going to reverse our reservoir thing. We need to maybe get your friend again. Or I might give you a chance to see him again. And Betty's like, yeah, I'm done with that. So I don't know if she just was is like happy to be with Don. I don't know if she is just like I don't want to mess her, mess up again, and I, it's not worth it, um, or if she's just completely selfish. And I'll get to that. Um, so the kids end up. Oh, the, she gets the kids to apologize or to each other, and she ends up taking them to the pool um, for the day while Don goes off and works. And again, we don't see Don at work at all. We don't see anything, and. At the end of the day, Don comes home, and right—that's what happened. I mean, I—I—I I, I started jotting down notes. I tried it, 
And I was like, I'm, I'm not paying attention to the show as much as I could be. <coughs> and I'm coughing. So um, at the end of the day, uh, Don comes home and he tries to, uh, you know, kiss Betty and get a little going with her. And she's like, no, I, he's like, what's the problem? She says, I hate this town. I hate my friends. I hate everything. So she basically went to Rome, got a real big slice of the big life and the good life without her kids. Because there was a talk with her friend about her friend went away without her kids and how nice it was. So she got away from her kids. She got away from her life. She dressed up. She she lived the, the rich life for a little bit. And she got all. And now she's like, I hate my life. And Don's like, well, I want to show you something. Go over on the bed. And she goes over on the bed and opens up. A souvenir. There we go. So this is the souvenir of the show. Obviously, right? I like to think of double entendre. The only other souvenir I could think of is if Pete leaves a souvenir inside the au pair and all of a sudden she's pregnant. I don't know anything about that. But because um, Pete's done it before. He's left souvenirs in, 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 in other women. Um, but... The souvenir is like the Coliseum, a bracelet charm. He's like, you can put it on your bracelet. And Betty's like, great. So I can look at it and think about my trip to, and tell people about my trip to Rome. It just walks away. I'm like, you friggin' baby. What more do you want? Okay, you got a good life. You don't have to work. You got three healthy children. You got a handsome as hell husband, even if those Italiano guys don't think so. You have it all, Betty Draper. Yeah, maybe your guy screws around with you, off you. But maybe he does that because you're adult. I don't know. You know, he doesn't seem to want to do that anymore. There has been no screwing around this year, right? Wait a minute, I'm trying to think. Has there been screwing around this year? I know she did it last year, and he did it last year, but I don't think he has this year. I think he will with that teacher. I think it's coming. I don't know, but I think it's coming. And I think I've covered everything. Again... We saw Joan. No, no, um, no, oh my God, I can't think of her name. But we saw Joan, no Cooper, no Sterling, no Elizabeth Moss. I can't think of her name. It just froze. Um, Pete had quite an adventure with an au pair, and maybe who knows what's going on with him and his wife, but they seem to be in a good place now, or at least they seem to be The battery on my recorder just died. So now I'm talking into my phone to finish this up. So if I sound different, too bad. Uh, but I was just ending up the sh- ending the show where we were. You know, so Pete seems to be in an okay place with his wife right now. Um, you know, Joan, I said, was embarrassed to see Pete, but she's seems to, she needs to be working because her husband's still, you know, switching, uh, to psychiatry because obviously he can't be a surgeon. Uh, Betty, Got a little slice of the good life, kissed, you know, kissed the dude, um, got what she wanted. It seemed like she got what she wanted out of the reservoir. Now she doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Like she kept doing it probably to kiss this guy, kiss this guy, didn't love it as much as she thought, doesn't want to see the guy anymore. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised if she gets rid of the sofa and, uh, now she's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that anymore. So I wonder if we'll ever see this guy. And I don't think I want to see this guy because the way he leaned in, in the car was like he was very pushy she liked it uh, i guess because she allowed it but it was just i wasn't i don't know i don't like him i don't like him at all um and don is just running 
ragged working for Conrad Hilton. It was like Don was in this episode, but he wasn't a main player. Betty was a bigger player. Pete was a bigger player. Um, Don was just kind of there helping out, doing things here and there, supporting. Uh, that's really it, right? I can't think of anything else. that you know. And if I miss something, let me know. Hit me up. Maidman at fansnotexperts.com is the email. Maidmanpod is the Twitter account. The website is fansnotexperts.com slash maidman. You can subscribe there or we're, we are on anchor.fm slash maidman. Um, anchor is uh, the podcast tool that I use. It's 100% free. And well, I think I talk about it in an ad on the show already. So we don't, you don't even have to hear it again, but it's free. Spotify owns it now. And if you ever want to start a podcast, I wouldn't dream of doing it anywhere else but Anchor. So uh, anyway, I think I'm done. I think I'm now I have to figure out how to get this off my phone. It's been a while since I've done this. But I thank you. I have to wake up early because guess what? I'm going to have another long day of work tomorrow. But um, look, I'm going to be working every day for the next couple of weeks. So it's going to happen again next week. But I know you're going to be there because I'm going to be there as we continue on this adventure as I strive to become a made man. I can't believe it, but Aunt Becky. Fans not experts.